Hi, everyone. I'm Andy Lockmears, and I am here with a woman who, Tanya, can you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Tanya Alfersi, and I work with women in perimenopause and menopause and help them reach a natural, simple relief, relief to their symptoms, really. Um, everything is possible, and just through shifts in consciousness. Okay, and that is beautiful. And so you reached out to me and said, hey, we've got a, I think we've got a good meld here between what you know of Kunde and what I know about how to shift consciousness. Yes. So, right. So, so we met um, a little bit ago and we kind of said, hey, this is really cool. Let's have, uh, let's record our conversation because there were so many gems in it and I'm sure we'll have more gems today. And this is geared towards menopause and perimenopause. And I'm getting ready to launch a menopause class. So this is perfect timing, totally perfect timing. So for, and I want to show your book. This is Tanya's book, The Wiser Woman's Guide to Perimenopause and Menopause. Tanya Elfersi, did mm -hmm. I say that correctly? That's right, that's right. Perfect. It's a wonderful read. Um, you know, it's not something that's going to take you weeks and weeks to read through. It's got gems all the way. I have so many little dog-eared tags here of, it's like, oh, that's a brilliant sentence. I've got to remember that. So I'm using that as a little guide here. And I I really appreciate the, the simplicity of it and yet the depth to it as well. So let's do a very brief introduction to Germanische Heilkunde or Germanic New Medicine, because it is the, it is the work of Dr. Hammer. That's what he looks like right there. And the work, the chart behind me is his life's work of discovering the cause of every disease and symptom out there. And so there's a lot to that and that would take hours, but there's a lot of resources out there. So definitely check out my website. But Tanya, you know, so tell me your background with it. Yes. So I had uh, eight years ago, I had a spontaneous healing experience of my perimenopause symptoms, physical and emotional symptoms. And I had that through a shift in consciousness, a change in perspective around the nature of thought. And all I saw was that I had a choice to not take my thinking seriously. And that if I didn't take my thinking seriously, life would probably be easier. And within a few days, I was, I'd cleared up my night sweats, migraines, skin problems, um, two weeks of PMS every month, which is what I was having at the time. And all of it just fell away just from a shift in consciousness. And at the time I thought, well, that's interesting. I didn't really understand what had happened, but I started talking to more and more women at midlife, realizing that so many were feeling burdened by symptoms and that perhaps I should start sharing what I had seen and so I did and I saw that other women could also witness their symptoms fall away and this flies in the face of the dominant narrative of that your hormones come in life go crazy they're out to get you all you need to do is fix your hormones and take estrogen, take progesterone, or even these days take testosterone and your body is designed to malfunction. And I had seen before my healing experience that that didn't make sense. It already didn't make sense to me that my body couldn't be intelligent. Like it could, like how could, I have three children, natural pregnancies, natural birth, 
miraculous moments, you know, as each one of them came to the world. Well, how yeah. could my body created those three miracles, but suddenly come midlife had gone so stupid that it was giving me all these symptoms, right? So it didn't make any sense to me. I, I love that you just said that because I'm always saying that our bodies, we don't just get stupid all of a sudden. Our bodies don't do that. It's not possible. There's always meaning. There's always in, there's always a, a purpose for everything our body does. Nothing is random. So thank Yeah. Thank you. Right. for saying that. Right. So I was like, sharing this with the world, but it sounds, you know, when everyone is so bought into the dominant narrative of hormones, this just sounds strange. Like, how could you have a shift in consciousness and all your symptoms, you know, disappear? But as I saw more about the understanding that I was sharing, which is called the three principles of innate health, which is a psychological, spiritual understanding, then I saw that, wow, it's not only menopause symptoms, that it helps. It can help all sorts of symptoms, uh, conditions. And actually, originally, the three principles of innate health was helping people originally with very serious psychiatric diagnosis of schizophrenia, yeah. bipolar, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it didn't only have to, you know, yeah. just, just help us on the mental health level. It can help us on the physical level as well. Yeah. Right. And so when I came across German New Medicine, GHK, I was like, oh my goodness, this explains what I have seen. And I haven't been able to explain it in a sort of biological sense, but this explains what I have seen. Okay. And that like immediately I was, you know, incredibly excited. And so over the last three years, I've been dipping in and out GHK, uh, GNM and yes. Right. Okay. Let me, I love what you just said. Let me put that into terms so that my students who are watching this will understand what you're saying from a GHK perspective. And I want to give the name again. It's the three principles of innate, of innate health, right? That's right. That's right. And it was first um, put into words by a Scottish welder who had an enlightenment experience. Um, and <laughs> and he, he saw that, it, you know, something very incredible about the nature of thought and our innocent misuse of it and that we were always living in innate mental health and so he put these principles into 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 words first of all and that started a sort of a movement and understanding that's been shared all over the world I love that it's a Scottish welder who figured yes out. it's yes. like that it doesn't get any more you know that's that's fabulous okay yes so what we look at with Gamenashi Hayalkunde, we know when we start a biological program, we have a conflict active phase. When we're upset, we're obsessing with it, about it, then hopefully we resolve it. We go into a healing phase, which is what's called being sick. And then when we finish that healing phase, we're back to normatonia or eutonia, which is just homeostasis. So when we get to menopause, we go crazy we appear to go crazy because we start having all these symptoms. Well, other cultures don't have the symptoms that we have. Other cultures don't even have a word for menopause because it doesn't exist, not like it does for us. So from a Gemanische Heilkunde perspective, what do we do to solve all of our health issues? Well, hopefully we can figure out what the original conflict shock was that began our body on this two-phase process. 
if we can find the, the conflict that occurred, the biological conflict shock that happens, that is not trauma, it is different than trauma, it is a biological conflict shock that changes our biology for a good reason, not random, then what we can do to resolve that, and again, return to homeostasis, is to find a biological solution. So the biological solution, if you come home and your spouse starts yelling at you and you have a conflict shock and you're upset about it for hours, then a biological solution is to go and talk to him and resolve this and find peace in your heart so it just falls from your, your shoulders. That's the resolution. Now, for some people, finding a biological solution is very easy. For others, it is not. And so if we can't find a biological solution or we found it and we can't implement it, then we need to begin to change our perspective on the original conflict shock, which means a change in consciousness. When we can see it from a different perspective, again, oftentimes it just falls from our shoulders and now we're okay with everything and we resolve it and we get through it and get past it and we're done. So again, we're always looking for a biological solution. And if that's not going to be in the cards, then you need to learn how to shift your perspective. So I always say there's 8 billion people on this planet. There are 8 billion ways to find solutions to your biological um, conflicts. So one way is to change your perspective. We know that's valid. You can also, if it's something that's chronic, which it becomes with menopausal symptoms, then if we're able to find our track and avoid it, that's another valid solution to getting rid of our physical symptoms. Now, this isn't going to make sense unless you understand to a perspect, to a certain degree at least. But what I want to say is that how we change our perspective is different for every single one of us. Some people can change their perspective on a dime. And I think that's awesome. I've done that. I can, I can feel that occur. Other folks, it, they might find a technique to use that changes their perspective. They might just have a really good friend that they can talk to that helps them to change their perspective. So again, there's 8 billion people. There's 8 billion ways to change your perspective. You found a way that works for you and has, has worked for many other people. So that's what I applaud you for. And I want to hear more about this. Right, right. So the understanding that comes with the three principles allows you to realize that no matter what is going on, you are perceiving that through your thoughts. And if you're perceiving that through your thoughts, there's always a different experience of any circumstance to be had. Now, if I have, uh, for example, some problem that comes up, let's say some family problem, et cetera, et cetera, and I can get caught up in it and I can feel really bad about it and it's stressing me out and I'm not sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. I'm having a lot of thinking about that problem. So you're conflict active. We would call that being yeah. conflict active. You're obsessively thinking about it. So you've started a biological program. Right. And in at midlife, when our bodies are going through a sensitive time, because there is a flux in hormones, because we're moving beyond our reproductive years to postmenopausal years, then that may come to the surface very quickly. And we may start having night sweats or hot flushes, et cetera, et cetera. And the system is going under stress. 
But as soon as I remember, wait a minute, I know there's a different experience that can be had of these circumstances, then I release the tension. I release the stress. Now, I don't have to create the different experience. I don't have to decide what that different experience is. I have an understanding that my thoughts are fluid. My thoughts don't define the situation. They don't define me. And so at any moment, I can have fresh thinking about the circumstance. So for example, I'll just give an example from just recent days. I was in a Pilates class and it was hot and the air conditioning, you know, hadn't been turned on in time, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't get through to the end. I was like feeling like, that's it. I have to sit on the side and wait out. And there were women who were older than me or, you know, whatever than me or whatever. And now I could have gone into a very stressful situation about, oh my God, what does that mean about me? What does it say? I have to sit out. I have to tell the teacher I need to sit out. I can't finish the class, et cetera. But I knew that that was made up. That was just a story. And that I could have a different experience of that moment. And so in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen to my body. That's telling me that's it for now. Just sit on the side and you will finish the Pilates class on the side and everything is fine. And I didn't have to create that experience. I didn't have to then say, oh my God, I'm having these thoughts coming into my head about I'm not enough in Pilates, or you know, I haven't survived the lesson, but I, can ha- I just knew there was a different experience to be had. So the thoughts came in of, oh my God, how embarrassing, and I let them go them go and that's because I had an under that's because I have an understanding and and it doesn't mean that I always sit on a cushion of enlightenment and anything that comes my way just like washes over me no matter what no I can get caught up in my thinking I can forget that there's always a different experience to be had but very soon I remember oh wait a minute this feeling this is my guide this is my divine guide that's telling me oh wait a minute you're on the train to fear do you want to go there you can you can go there, you can hang out, your body is designed to cope with that. But you can also come off and wait for a yeah. different feeling to arise that comes from new thinking, fresh yeah. thinking. Again, I don't need to create it. I don't need to stress about when it's going to happen. I just know that there's always, always, no matter what, a different experience to be had. Oh, oh I, that is so empowering when we hear that. You're so right that we get caught up in the moment, right? We're conflict active, which means we are automatically obsessing about it. You're in Pilates. You just can't make it to the end. You're about to crumble. You've failed. All that stuff that comes in, all those old, old tapes, right? The old conflict shocks that play. We have, you know, by middle age, about 10 to 20 biological programs that we can trigger very quickly for every person out there. So it's no wonder that we have lots of those thoughts that creep in and create, start other programs and create havoc. And pretty soon we're upset. We're really upset. Right, right. I want to share menopause from a Gamanache perspective, because in our developed world, you know, we run many conflict shocks about being women, being mothers, being daughters, being wives. We have many, many belief systems about that and roles and hats that we wear. And so we have a lot of 
biological conflict shocks about those that run very lightly through most of our lives. And then when we hit menopause, we it's a time when we shift from a female perspective of the world, because we're raising our babies, to a male perspective of the world. And that is a gift for us. We get to have an amazing gift and see the world from two fairly different perspectives all in one lifetime. Men have that, but they don't go through their shift until about 75. And they start to see things from a female perspective. So for us, this is a gift. And in your book, you mentioned uh, Dr. Christiane Northrup and our women's, our, our bodies, ourselves, and that's a book that um, she's from Maine. I'm from Maine. I've had that book on my shelf for decades. And the woman has so much wisdom and wonderfulness. I actually interviewed her with Dr. Melissa Sell, and that can be found on my in my videos. So I love that you brought her perspective in that, you know, she she tries to share a different perspective, I find, so many times. Yeah, she's also like very... Uh, tuned in to this idea of stop calling women's bodies stupid right yes. there is you know her book is the you know she has a book the wisdom of menopause wisdom and of menopause right and like the whole idea is that they're in despite despite the dominant narrative yeah. of women's lives end at menopause and it's downhill from now on etc cetera, etc cetera. no you look towards postmenopausal women who can be having their best lives and they're moving on from that you know very like one focus which is which you know is natural within us that we can right. you know be taking care of children etc cetera, etc cetera, if that's been our yep. path that's and we're opening up to all sorts of other things because we're moving on from our reproductive years and something is shifting in us and I like to call it also the shift to the wiser woman but the wise woman has always been inside of us but she's coming to the surface she's bubbling to the surface that is the point of this sensitive time the way that I see it we're going through sort of a rite of passage it may not be easy rites of passage are not easy like mm -hmm. adolescent years we're supposed to be learning something even in pregnancy and in birth you know there's a big change occurring that allows us to become the mothers that we need to become and the same as we move through perimenopause and menopause, we're developing into this new wiser woman, the yeah. elder that is supposed to be, you know, wise, supposed to have learned something, supposed to be in a position <laughs> that we can not only live our healthiest lives, but also share our knowledge with the, the younger generation. And mm -hmm. in the dominant society, there seems to be a tendency to resist that, to medicate that as if they don't want the wiser woman to flourish in all her strength and in all her power. Man, what happens, what happens when we do show our strength and our power once we are past those, that biological need of raising, having children and raising children, which is biological in us, which is why we have a period every month. Then once we're past that, yes, our, our perspective shifts and man, we come into our power in so many ways. And that's the beauty of this time. So if we can share information with, you know, women out there who are starting through this change, even before they get to that, so they can understand and practice this and learn how to see things from a different perspective, then when they come to perimenopause and menopause, it will be a different experience for them. Yes, yes. And I think that 
the, the way that I see uh, the sort of menopausal time is that it's designed with such brilliance that it's supposed to get us to tune in to what is healthy, healthy for us mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that like, so if we have these perceived traumas from the past that yeah. we haven't dealt with, they're going to come to the surface at this time because the body knows, oh, you're going on into your elder years which is a more sensitive time and if there is this trauma that you haven't sorted out then like it's time to have a look at that now it's time right. to bring it to resolution time to bring it to healing and so a lot of women they feel like oh my goodness they're in this swirl of all these things coming back from their lives and their teenage years from their 20s from their 30s and they thought they've just put it away and they right. put it in a box and it's all <laughs> bubbling to the surface I'm like what's right. like I'm on like a roller coaster of whatever but it's all intelligent and it's and what we're designed to do is to learn how health is created and through the perspective that I share we can learn how our thoughts do not define us our thoughts are fluid there is no experience that is fixed and even you know things that have gone on in the past they are finished our thinking of them remains but it's open for change and we can come back into our default peace of mind which is what our body is trying to get us to see. And the only way our body can talk to us, the only way that it can compensate from, for stress, et cetera, is through symptoms and through feelings. Right. We don't need to be scared of them. We can embrace them. We can understand them. That's what you know. Your, what you also bring, this exactly. unique understanding. And not to fear the symptom because it's an intelligent message from the body. And let's also say that a symptom, it can be a physical symptom, and it can also be a behavioral change or a mood change. All of those are biological. We can map those out. If somebody's depressed, we know why biologically. And when we know that, we can help them find a way out of that. So there's such yeah. an intelligence to the body that Dr. Hammer here discovered yes. that yes. you're tapping into as well. So I want to mention that you, you're talking about thinking and how, you know, our thoughts are fluid. And so from a Gamanache perspective, we're in a hanging healing oftentimes. So we're, we're coming around to that stuff. It's usually not a first time we've ever thought this, that I've ever felt like I'm not good enough, right? We, we have that throughout so much of our lives. So it's a hanging healing. And so that's when our thoughts are tracks. Anything can become a track and start that program again. It can be a color, the weather, a person, a food, a cat, a dog. Those are my allergies. It can be a, the springtime allergy. Spring is the track that starts the program again. So our thoughts can be tracks. And that's what I want to point out from a biological perspective. Um, because Gamanache is not mind, body, spirit. It is all biological, but we can see the impact biologically on body, mind, spirit, and vice versa. Yeah. And I, I would like to share at this point, like something that I mentioned in the book, yeah. is how when we have a story, right? I'm using like the words that I use. So when we have a story in our head that we believe and we believe to be true, like I'm not enough, then 
for example, in, in uh, my uh, life, when I started, you know, sharing this perspective, I was often like thinking, well, why would anyone listen to me? I mean, I have had this healing experience, but I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, etc. And so sometimes I would give talks and people would tell me, you're not a doctor. How dare you say these things? You're not a psychologist. How dare you say these things? You've got no right to say these things, etc., etc. And it would make me feel really bad. Why? Because there was a story running through me right. that I believed. Oh, right. perhaps you're not good enough. Oh, it would make, you know, today, if someone says to me, you cannot say that you're not a doctor. I tell them, actually, I say it because I'm not a doctor because I'm not, I'm not trained in this you know, uh, conventional medical system. So, right. but, but, so I have released the story. And then when I hear the same things that I used to hear, there, there is no feeling that rises up because there's no conflict there. It's like, oh, she's just told me I can't say that that's not because I'm not a doctor. That's interesting. But it doesn't resonate with a story that's running through me. I've let that story go. And the thing is, it doesn't matter that. what the story is. Right. So often women at midlife, it's I'm not enough. But for some women, it's like my mother never loved me or I've never had a great relationship or I, you know, stayed at home and then lost, you know, with the kids and I lost my career or the other way. I didn't have kids and I, you know, went, you know, for the career. It doesn't matter. Whatever the story is, if we think of the story and it makes us feel bad, there's a different experience to be had yes. of that. And we can release the story. The bad feeling comes up to tell us, oh, we're in insecure thinking. That's right. it. Right. That's just pointing to our state of mind, like a barometer. Oh, you're in stormy thinking. We let it go. We go for a walk. We forget about the story. Oh, we're back in calm thinking. We're back in peace of mind. And all that's changed is the shift in consciousness. And so when we have that understanding, yes. the shift just happens quicker. We just don't get stuck. And no matter what, no matter how severe the circumstance appears, right. we can always have a different experience of it. And people can say, oh, well, you know, you talked about Pilates class. No, it's anything. It's anything. It could be losing. Yeah, it could be like losing a job. It could be, you know, having to move house. It could be, you know, God forbid, you know, a death in the family, et cetera. There's always a different experience to be had. Right. And the feeling that arises when we're in our thinking tells us are you in a loving space or are you in a fearful space and the body always wants us to move back into love because that's where health lies we're allowed to play in fear we're designed to be able to cope for that with that but the body is always trying to bring us back to love that's where health lies yes yes the story the story is that hanging healing in the conflict active phase that just triggers over and over and over again. We get stuck in the story. Like you said, changing our perspective is the way out of it. Um, you mentioned insecure thinking. I love that because when you look at being conflict active, oftentimes we don't just trigger one program. We're triggering several. And pretty soon we're in our own bubble of, Oh, I'm, you know, you're totally dysfunctional in that moment. You're stuck. You're stuck in all these stories that are playing, which means you're, you've turned on several biological programs and you're stuck in the conflict active phases. How do we get out of that? And that's the, that's the $60,000 question here, the $6 million question. Let's talk more about changing perspective. That will look different for everyone, but share, us, share with us what you did. What were the steps you took? 
oops there um sorry there's some work going on close by yeah. so I'm trying to keep it That's a mute when I'm um yeah all all that I did was get curious about two things first of all the brilliance of the body mm. and how that cannot disappear from our from our being and the other thing was around mind and mm. so I had encountered some works such as Eckhart Tolle and yes. uh, Michael Isinger and I'd seen something about oh yeah the observer yes and yes. and observing your thoughts and not being your thoughts yeah. And so I thought I had already seen like, well, that's so interesting, the, 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 the idea of the observer. And just, you know, at the time I was feeling like, so like I mentioned, so many women felt I was just feeling not enough. I was trying to juggle motherhood with, you know, my kids being much younger and a little business that I was trying to run. And, you know, I was you know, trying to make it in both and feeling very like, ah. <laughs> I'm not managing it I'm not managing and all I kept hearing was you're not enough and then when I when I heard that it felt real because it felt bad because my my body was telling me oh you're going into that thinking again oh like here is the here is the barometer reading of your state of mind right now you're in stormy thinking you're in insecure thinking but I just felt oh god I feel bad there must be something I need to do to fix it so then I would be like oh gratitude journal which if someone is inspired to do that they can do that but I thought it was something to do and then I didn't do it very well so that was making me feel even more of failure <laughs> and then it was like oh say affirmations oh try yoga oh try meditation oh try all these things of doing right. doing doing when actually all I needed was an understand an understanding of how the mind works and when I saw what I'd seen about you know what what I'd seen then about thought like everything just fit into place. And it was like, oh my goodness, I am creating stress in my body by taking my thinking seriously, but I don't have to do that. Wow, I have a choice. And that for me was such freedom because I'd never seen that before. Oh, when a thought comes into my head, I don't have to take it seriously. Like that's a choice. And innocently, right? And I, you know, stress this word innocently because none of us want to feel bad. None of us want to create symptoms, but innocently we do take thinking seriously because we don't have an understanding of the way the mind works. And so I never seen, oh, just because I'm not enough comes into my head. I don't have to take that seriously. I'd never seen that as a choice. And all of a sudden I saw the choice and all my symptoms just dropped away because all the stress I was holding on from just holding on to that story, believing it and thinking that there was something that I needed to fix because I felt broken within that story, that all just fell away. And then the body was just, you know, the healing was just allowed to, 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 yeah, to, to proceed. And one of the most incredible symptoms perhaps that I like, I'd like to share was, you know, I, you, in those days when I was like so caught up in the story, yeah. one of the symptoms I had was a lot of eczema. And you can, you know, talk about this from GHK perspective. But what was going on with me as I saw it was, you know, every bathroom soap that wasn't my own natural bathroom soap in my own bathroom. Like when I used it, it was like acid peeling and red and etc. And so I had to be so careful going to a restaurant, going to a friend, family's house, etc., about how to wash my hands. Now yeah. I had that insight. I saw something about thought, 
I felt the freedom. I realized I didn't have to take my thinking seriously. The bathroom soaps in the world did not change, but I was no longer allergic to them in the way that I had been. I they did nothing to my hands. My yeah. body knew how to get rid of the chemicals or whatever it is that you know was create was being created. You know, was right. that were creating you know this reaction in my hand. But my body was able to deal with them. Yes, and and nothing else changed. But my nothing else changed, right? So that's purely shifting consciousness. It appeared right. And that's what I love about this. So let's look at that from a Gamanache Hyokande perspective. Um, anytime we have a skin issue that is a separation conflict, so we're separated from something that touches there and we don't want to be separated, or something's touching there and we don't want it to. So we lose cells in the conflict active phase, and that can lead to kind of cold hands or cold part of the body, wherever it is in your body. And then once you have that shift in consciousness, then it goes away, but you'll have a little replenishment, depending on how much how many cells you lost. It could be a small rash. It could just be um, a little redness. It could be a huge rash. It could just be a sensation that you get. So once we're done with it, then we never trigger that again. We never have that cell loss, which never leads to whatever that healing phase was for us, a rash and uncomfortable feeling in our, in our skin, something like that. So from a biological perspective, that's what happened. You found a, you found a solution and it's, that's just, I'm going to look at bathroom soap differently. And you did. And this program stopped. This is how we can use this to be empowered with any symptom that we have. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's so hopeful because what's so peculiar, let's say, if we think about it on a rational level, about the dominant narrative of menopause is that, oh, women's hormones drop or start fluctuating, go all over the place. And women have, well, today they're calling it, you know, 32 different symptoms. And it's like, you know, wow, you're attributing all those symptoms to, you know, a drop in estrogen. And it's, you know, it, and women are just caught up in that whole story of seeing their hormones as these crazy things that are as if it's external to them, even though it's in them, but it's, it's as if it's like this crazy detached thing yeah. that they need this external solution to come in and balance them because their body doesn't know what hormones they need at different times in life. Strangely. Very, yeah, our body suddenly got very stupid, didn't it? <laughs> right, right. And and so it's like there's so many holes that you can see in this dominant narrative of menopause, of the, the crazy, you know, hormonal uh, state that we enter. And it yeah. just like actually doesn't make sense. And even doc, there are some doctors, even in the mainstream, that sort of admit, well, we can't, it's it is strange that some women have high estrogen and have these symptoms and some women have low estrogen and have these symptoms right. and some women take estrogen and then they see some kind of relief but some people take this estrogen and then they have more symptoms like right. and it's just like it's because they're sending you know the whole hrt narrative it just sends right. women's bodies off you know to oh it's it's awful to you know some kind of crazy like then it has to deal with this influx of these strange hormones that are coming out of the hormones, right? Yeah. And from my perspective, Dr. Hammer always said you never ever have to take exogenous hormones in your body 
very small exceptions, but you have to know Gamanashe very, very well to know if it's appropriate. Nine times out of 9.9 times out of 10, it is not. Yes. You want to change from you're, you're going through a change from a female perspective to a male perspective. And for the most part, you don't want to go back to having that female perspective. You you are trying to move on, right? You're trying to gain that inner wisdom to live the rest of your life differently. Like I said, there's a couple of exceptions to that. But for the most part, we don't want to take hormones and change them. Our bodies are going through a change that is normal and natural, even though it doesn't feel very good. And I love that you said that you said something about there's 32 different symptoms for menopause. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're they're saying. And actually, you know, we've come back from, you know, the 1960s that really started off um then uh, there was a book called feminine forever which really started off the hrt revolution and you know putting all these symptoms together and 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 promised the wonder pill you know estrogen that would you know would cure everything but um but now they sort of make up these charts and say you know it's the you know these are all the symptoms of menopause and everything is just thrown into menopause and everything is blamed on women's hormones right a woman of course then feels, you know, she has this, I don't know, perhaps you could describe this from a GHK perspective of like, what is it to feel so broken? Like, because like, even if a woman had confidence in her thirties and she enters her forties and she starts feeling off and she starts feeling like that she is experiencing something and she doesn't feel herself. And then comes the narrative and she discovers she's in perimenopause. And then she's like, oh my God, I'm broken. Right. I need to be fixed. So, you know, all of these, you know, like you, t- you talked about at the beginning, different cultures experience, you know, women experience menopause different in different cultures. And there's this whole, you know, uh, story that she's now absorbing of yeah. her malfunctioning body. Right. And what does that mean? And what does it mean if she needs to be fixed? And what does it mean for her post-menopause life? You know, if, you know, they say, oh you increase your chances of heart disease you increase your chance of uh, stroke you increase your chance of osteoporosis you increase your right. chance of all these things and right. all, none of it has ever been proven yeah. but it all makes a very good story in order to sell hrt exactly so, and that's all yeah. it is it's just a yeah. marketing campaign all of it is yeah right. but uh yeah they keep bringing it back <laughs> in different they forms do. they do well that's how they make money so yeah. hey you know it is what it is. So that's why we're getting this message out to women that there is another way. Learn Gemenesha Harald Kunde by Tanya's book. Understand what she went through, what she did. And hopefully our talk today has brought some understanding to people. And I also want to say that this change in perspective, it's what anybody can do, man, woman, child, for any symptom in their life. And that's either a a mental symptom, what we'd call a mental illness, a mood, or a change in behavior, or a physical symptom. Yeah. All of them can, you find a biological solution, or you have to change your perspective of that. And that's why yeah. this is so empowering is if we can learn to change our perspective quickly and easily, we won't have the physical condition going on or the behavioral changes, mental changes. Right. And imagine if we can raise our children with this knowledge yeah. and this ability. Yeah. Three year olds could learn this. Five year olds could learn this. For yes, sure. ex- exactly. And what's so amazing about, you know, th- these understandings as, as we bring them together is that it's something that is a, it's a almost investment for life because now I know 
that no matter what circumstance I face, I have an understanding that will protect me, as it were, from the circumstance, because I know that there's always a different experience to be had. So even though, like I said, you know, I can get caught up in the stormy thinking, I can think, oh, it's this circumstance that's, you know, causing me to feel like this. I know, and it's always not too far from, you know, the surface now that, oh, that's not true. I'm experiencing this through my thinking. My thinking is fluid. There's a different experience to be had. I just need to wait. And then I will return to my default peace of mind and I will have a different experience of it no matter what. And so this understanding, you know, is going to last. And and it's not, I don't need that external fix. I don't need to run for, you know, this a treatment or that you know even on the natural um you know herbal treatments etc we can all get caught up in the oh i need this supplement i need that supplement etc right. we all have innate health within us we all have everything we need within us and that is the way that we're designed and like i said you know i believe that midlife change is designed to create this sensitive time that we really see it it's the purpose of you know our 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 brilliance within that we come to this point in in time and rather than it being this explosion of malfunction no it's just the wisdom bubbling to the surface and we are being invited to understand it and we're being invited to embrace it so that we can move forward and live healthier happy lives Tanya thank you so much for bringing this perspective my pleasure. Thank you for allowing us to bring yes. these two perspectives together. I'm yeah. so glad that we were able to talk and share this. And hopefully we can get this message out to so many people, so many people, men, women, children, for sure. And yeah. let's let's start sharing stories like this and perspectives like this. And when we relate it to Gimanashi Hailkunde, it just takes on this whole other meaning at least for those of us who know ghk it does and hopefully more people can learn ghk because then they'll be empowered with their health forever as well yeah yeah it's so much it's so much more hopeful than the (laughs) than the dominant narrative like no matter what you look at no matter what condition or symptom you're dealing with there is such a more loving you know, understanding that we can offer people that can really set them off a path on a path of healing and not fear tuning into the brilliance that already exists within us. And yeah, well, it's, it's amazing that, you know, that's on offer for everyone. So yeah. Perfect. Wise, wise words from a wise woman. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you.